Happy Tuesday, everybody. This is Pastor Mike Matthews, and you are tuning in to the Limping for Jesus podcast. Today, we are going, going to be talking about the limping pastor. What do I mean by that? Since I only got a couple of seconds to make sure you stay on this video, your pastor, true pastors, they're going through stuff too. The best pastors have been hurt in life and they are limping somehow rather that is emotionally physical spiritual relational and they have been taught by god through god's word by his character to trust god in that limping and they can help you to limp well for god too you and i need to understand that pastors are human too too many times we put pastors on pedestals to just tear them down. Well, I hope that you'll join me today on this important episode of the podcast to talk about the limping pastor and why you should pray for your pastor always. That is what we are going to do today. So, for you that don't know, I have been in pastoral ministry since I was 23, 24 years old. I've done everything under the sun. I've been a youth pastor, small groups leader, uh, senior pastor. Any, I've spoken to small crowds, large crowds. I've been in multi-site campus ministry, rural ministry. And I can tell you as a pastor, we hurt too. We limp too. If you check out our Facebook page, you will see a devotional that I wrote called uh, pa- uh, Pastors uh, the Pastors Limp Too. Because in our day and age where the church has a lot of just uh, criticism, I know there are a lot of bad leaders in the church today. There's a lot of pastors who are narcissistic. They are trying to be rock stars. I get that. But today we are going to talk about the true biblical pastor, okay? The the man that walks the walk, talks the walk. He is worthy to be looked up to, right? But I want to bring in my Bible here. Okay, we are going to be looking at 1 Timothy chapter 2, and I'll be reading from the ESV. So, the verse reads, first of of all, then, I I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. For kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. So, here's the deal. Pastoring is not easy. It's, it's not. It's often a thankless job. True pastors, we're not looking to have our backs padded. We're not in it for the glory. We're not in it for the money. However, we're human. 
were husbands, were sons, were fathers. We are going through hard things just like you. And often, I'm going to be honest with you, church life makes our limping more difficult. Now, I have a physical disability, so my limping is obvious. One of my limpings, you can tell as a pastor, I struggle with a physical thorn that God is calling me to trust me, to trust him with. However, your pastor may have a hidden limping that you don't know anything about. It could be trauma from his childhood. It could be relational issues. Pastors are expected to be perfect. This is not a biblical this is not a biblical thing. Yes, we are called to a high standard. We are called to the biblical uh, qualifications of a pastor. But even the man who meets the qualifications in Timothy and Titus, it's not perfect. This episode is hopefully is making the case. I want you to care about your pastor. I want you to see him as a human first. I want you to see your pastor as a brother and a brother uh, in Christ. There are a couple of things that you should care about more than, hey, pastor. Uh, I didn't like your sermon on Sunday. Hey, pastor, you didn't come visit my third cousin twice removed in the hospital. Therefore, I'm going to bash you. Hey, pastor, why didn't you stay uh, after that event? Uh, You should be the last one to leave, right? Hey, I don't like the way you dress. I don't like the way you uh, uh, post things online. I don't see... Listen, guys, as pastors, we there's a part of us that pastors, brothers, you and I need to have a tough skin and a soft heart. We are going to be the brunt of criticism every single day, but we're human. I hope today's episode will help you, the everyday Christian. I want you to care about your pastor as a human. You struggle. They struggle too. You know, there's a lot of um, just unfair uh, standards that are placed on pastors. Many of us will not be honest, okay? Many of us are afraid to be transparent. But I'm telling you, you need to care about your pastor's mental health, spiritual health, his home life, you better pray that he's a better husband to his wife than he is a pastor to you. Because if his home life is crap, he's not going to be a good pastor. you got to pray for his kids. Uh, Spouses and kids, they sacrifice a lot, guys. They, They sacrifice a lot of times. My son sacrificed a lot of time when he was younger when I was doing 
a lot of time in hospital visits, helping people through grief over, uh, you know, the death of a uh, of a loved one. We pour out so much. We pour out of ourselves so much to the people that we serve, and we can end up burning out and having compassion fatigue. And on top of that, if we have people in our church always criticizing us at every turn, can you imagine how hard that is on a pastor? When, you know, October is uh, Pastor Appreciation Month, right? So many churches don't take the time to just tell their pastor, hey, we love you. We love your family. We we thank you for what you sacrifice. I know a lot of children of pastors who want who want nothing to do with church because they witnessed the way churches treated their dad and their mom. And it and if that describes your experience, brother, I am sorry that you had to go through that. That is not what God called you to do. You are not called to endure abuse from congregations. That's not what you're called to do. Nobody is perfect, but brother, you're not called to. That is not taking up a cross for Christ. That is that is just unhealthy, and you're gonna you're gonna hurt your marriage and your family if you let. Uh, a church criticism of you all the time. It's just going to hurt. It's just going to hurt you. You don't want that. Every time a pastor, I'm going to get honest with the audience. Every time a pastor commits suicide, I mourn hard for days. I wish I could have grabbed that brother by the neck, hugged him and said, Hey man, God loves you. He sees you. I love you. I see you. God honors your limping for him. Your limp on, press on. Your kids need you. Your wife needs you. The church needs you. The universal church needs you. Many pastors suffer alone in their limping. Many pastors battle depression, but they suffer alone. On a previous podcast, I talked about one time I was at a, I was at a pastors conference, and this, and we were talking about the need for accountability. Okay, as pastors, and one older pastor said, "My only, only accountability partner, Jesus." And, you know, as a young pastor, I, I, I was like, I, I, I scoffed at that. I was like, that's not wise. But I know what he was saying. I get what he was saying. There are pastors out there under the stigma of, if you know who I am, if you know the struggles that I am, that I have, you're going to view me different. And they're afraid because of the the 
unbiblical standard of perfectionism that you're not going to trust him as a pastor. This idea, guys, that the pastor needs to be strong all the time and bold all the time and never let anything faze him, it's not biblical. And I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of prosperity gospel pastors that will look at me and hear what I'm saying. And the fact that I'm a man in the clergy with a disability, they'll tell you I'm not walking in power, right? They'll say that this sounds like uh, being a victim. Now, this is being human. Have you ever stopped to pray for your pastor on, on a, just on a Monday? You get Monday blues. Do you think he gets Monday Monday blues? Homies, you're not always fun to deal with. Do you know that? Do you understand that you're not as as churchgoers, as church members? Do you do you, can you confess that you're you're sometimes are not a ball of sunshine? That you sometimes can make pastoring difficult? It's very convicting, ain't it? I remember being a young Christian and uh, being so gung-ho for biblical theology and doctrine. I was hard on pastors. Well, I, didn't, I don't think you handled that text well. Uh, what Bible college did you go to? And then God fixed me up and I became a pastor, right? And then I started experiencing crazy stuff from people just flat out standing up in my sermon and saying, this cripple don't belong behind the pulpit to uh, complaining about the way I joke, complaining about everything. Every and I was accused in the church business meeting once of not being able to, to take construct constructive criticism. And my reply to this person was, when you complain about everything I do, that's not constructive. And you can see the health of a church by how many pastors they have had. If a church is clicking out pastors every two to three years, it can't always be the pastor, right? And, and I have heard people complain, complain about this pastor and that pastor. And then the only common denominator is the same church people are there. So if you've been through eight pastors in the last seven years, they can't all suck. Or your picker's really bad. And if your picker's really bad, then your spiritual health of your church might not be well. I, I hope that I humanize pastor here I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, say this in 2019 my first wife and I went through a miscarriage and I took the weekend off from preaching to mourn and people complained because, they said I already took my one weekend off that I was guaranteed under when my contract when I got hired or whatever they said. I wasn't on vacation. 
I got what I got a way to mourn the loss of my baby, right? I lost a baby. My wife lost a baby. I wasn't a pastor then. I was a daddy mourning the loss of a baby. My son, who was looking forward to being a big brother, lost a little sibling that he won't get to know until we're in heaven and rejoined in heaven, right? So the three of us had to freaking heal and get our hearts in God's love. We weren't ready to get up and just preach and teach. But I can tell you that miscarriage as a man, first of all, during that process, I had other dads outside the church showing me more love than men inside Christianity. I had men who have been there before who have gone through miscarriage uh, just praying for me. And I remember being in the hospital waiting room, crying so hard, feeling so alone. No one, no one, no one came up to me. No one asked me if I was okay. They see a crying disabled man and they probably are scared off, right? But I had friends reach out to me. Tell me, hey, Mike, I've been there. This sucks. You got to feel this too. You're a guy. We know that men are expected to be strong, but mourn this loss. I have a little heart that we got made with our baby's name on it. What we were going to name her. And, you know, I'm a reformed guy. I'm a Baptist guy. And, you know, I had a dream of a little girl running up to me with blonde hair, blue eyes, looking just like my son, Reese. And I, I really believe that God gave me that dream to let me know that my daughter is okay. And I, and I, and I remember this little girl coming, running up to me, hugging me, telling me, Daddy, I love you. And... And to have a church respond, how dare he take a weekend off? Homies, I got to tell you, it didn't help me love that church. I was limping for years after that. We, we lost a baby. And then 2020 happened. And COVID happened. And you, you already feel secluded, and then you're isolated, and then people who you serve with your whole heart, not only do they criticize you, but they, they criticize you for mourning the death of a baby. See, pastors are not exempt from real hard things. Okay? Give them a break. You know, this. if you go to church this weekend, you know, just tell your pastor you love them. Tell your pastor thank you for serving the Lord. 
that you may not know what they're struggling with. You may not know every detail of their life, but that you're praying for them. Like that Bible verse said, pray for all people, including your pastor. Pray for their mental health. Pray for their spiritual health. Health. Pray for their children. I know I can tell you this because I'm not in I'm not on a church staff right now, but I can tell you that your pastor excuse me. Your pastor is limping. He's limping. And I'm going to tell you, you don't want a pastor who hasn't experienced life. You don't want a pastor that's not limping. Now, if your pastor is up there on stage and he's just using you as a free therapist, you don't want that either. You don't want a pastor that just uses you to meet their emotional needs. Pastors, you are there to serve your, the sheep. The sheep are, are not there to just be a dumping ground. That's dangerous. I, I would encourage you to get therapy, to have pastoral friends outside of ministry. Of the, I mean, not outside ministry, but outside of, of your current church. But to the congregation, I'm pleading with you. Your pastor is going through battles that you can't even understand. And he's going through battles that you can't understand. You're a husband. You're a father. You're a mother. You're a daughter. You have kids. Have you ever... I I know families who have multiple kids. And, uh, And have you ever felt the pressure of, like, you have to go to... You have to go to a church event... And, you know, I I told one church that wanted to move our Sunday school class to like nine in the morning or something, eight in the morning, eight thirty in the morning. And I said, no, no families with multiple kids are going to be able to make it. Do you know how hard it is to get a handful of kids dressed, fed, get ready and then get off to church? The fact that they make it to church is a blessing. And you want to add another burden on them? Now, think about the pastor's family. We have to do all that. We have kids. We have to get them out of bed. We have to get them dressed. And then we all got to get there and we're expected to be the nice little happy Christian family who never had the bump in the road. I'm sorry. I had served in churches with sunrise service at 7 in the morning. I was not happy to be there at 7 in the morning. My kids were not happy to be there. You know, I used to joke, hey, guys, you know, Jesus is Jesus at 930 in the morning, too. I'm just saying, waking up at the crack by the dawn doesn't mean we're holier and we're closer to him. <laughs> I once had a... a, a um. Uh, a guy told me about their sunrise service. This is funny. Um, yeah, we used to get up at real early in the morning and we walked to the cemetery for the first light of dawn. And his daughter goes, Dad, we did that once. The church did that once. 
And I just thought that was hilarious that his daughter called him out. But we put all these unrealistic expectations on pastors. And it's not fair. Because the real battles that pastors face leave us limping. We are in the gap for you. And I'm going to tell you this. I did a prayer our church a couple years ago. We did a prayer vigil for the election, okay? Hardly anybody showed up. And no one showed up. And I felt so defeated. Not only did no one from the public show up, no one from the church showed up. Not a soul. And... I, I just felt alone in ministry. I'm going to be honest with you. I just felt alone. At that time, I was doing all the ministry in the church, and that is not healthy. That is not healthy. That A lot of churches pay the pastor a salary and, and expect him to be the, evangel, the evangelism team, the youth ministry team, the senior pastor team, uh, uh, going visit shut-ins, in team, everything team, and also, hey, make sure you're you got your home in order. Make sure you're a great husband, and guys, something got to give, right? You're being t- pulled in a thousand different directions. I get it now. Why my college professor would say, if you can do anything but anything, anything besides pastoring, do it. Why? Because those of us who are called to pastor, pastoring will leave you limping. And I got to say to you, you can help your pastor limp well for Jesus by loving them well, by praying for them well, by seeing them first as a human. Before I'm Pastor Mike, I am Michael. And I have ups and downs just like you. I'll never forget my childhood my childhood pastor went through a divorce. And the church blamed him. I was a kid. I didn't know the details. And one day I ordered pizza from Domino's. He came to he came to the door delivering pizza. It was the only job he could find, he told me at the time. And I just had to tell him, and I called him pastor. And I said, pastor, I just want you to know that I I am in ministry. I am a, I got a step closer to Jesus's plan for my life because you loved me. You told me about the gospel. You led me closer to my faith. Because when I first met him, I wasn't a Christian in high school. He started to tear up. Many pastors are chewed out and spit out. The, the, the interview I did of Pastor Sam last week, you really need to go back and watch that because I, I love the way he, 
his transparency, how honest he was, how his church loved loved him, how he has been blessed to not only get saved in the church, but still serving at the church that he got saved in. How people, I want you to listen to him, how he talks about how before he opened up in a spiritual growth night, in a, in a Bible in a Bible study that that's designed to help you grow in your faith, they had they had a week called Strongholds Week, where you open up about sins you struggle with, and before he said a word, the the leader of the group said first and foremost, brothers, what it said here stays there, and before Pastor Sam talks. I want you to understand that he's a man just like us. And he needs love just like us. And that he's not a super saint. That he's just like us. He needs Jesus just like us. And they just, after Sam shared his heart, they prayed for him. They loved on him. Go listen to that. Go listen to a a healthy moment in relating to a pastor. Okay? And then take it to your church. Have that kind of heart for your pastor. You know, pastors quit every year. Every year. There's thousands and thousands of pastors that quit. They just are hurt. And there are a lot of pastors who are in the deconstruction movement now. If you don't know about deconstruction, it's people who don't believe anymore in the biblical Christianity they grew up with. And I got to tell you guys, church hurt can push you there. Bad Christians are a better billboard for atheism than atheists are. I once heard a quote one time say, you want to make someone an atheist? Take them to church. Yep. Why? Because I know people who were sold out for God. They love Jesus. They wanted biblical community. They look in the pages of scripture and they look around them and they don't see the biblical church. They see a social club. They see a system of perfection and legalism, right? They they can't live up to. They see sex scandals inside the church. They see abuse inside the church. You know, when I was a youth pastor, there there was a family that they were right across the street. And the mom would not take my phone calls. I loved her I loved her daughters. The dad and I had a good relationship. But I'm gonna tell you, parents have the right to be weary of anyone that works with a kid. When a pastor or you pastor, when one bad apple does something to a child, it it makes, 
it makes it ten times harder for good, honest pastors and youth pastors to do ministry. So, pastors, you can't get offended when fam- when families are protective of their kids. Because there's been a lot of hurt and abuse done in the name of Christ. But, church, love your pastors well. If you have a legit pastor who is humble, strong, confident in the Lord, able to teach scripture, he is the man that he is in the pulpit that you see on a Tuesday. If you have that type of pastor, help him to limp well. So, I I hope that this episode has made you think better about the way you love pastors. The limping pastor is a pastor who is pressing on for Jesus He's been through hell and back, and he can still look at you on Sunday morning and say, Jesus is Lord. We are all limping, friends. Um, if you're new to the channel, I wanna I wanna bring this up real quick. Uh let me get up the social details. Okay. Okay. This is where you can find Limping for Jesus on social media, on YouTube. We're at Limping for Jesus Ministries. Give us a like and a subscribe. Please help us grow our Limping for Jesus community. On TikTok, we're at Michael J. Matthews. That's my personal account where I, I talk about different uh, issues and I do some comedy on there and then we have a devotional account called Nimping for Jesus that's on TikTok on our website we have www.nimpingforjesus.org you can see uh, more about the ministry you can see more about what I can offer as a guest speaker pulpit supply I, I, I'm also here to mentor um Young pastors, if you want a mentor for your pastor or pastors, I can make that happen. I'm here to help other pastors. But listen, here at Nimping for Jesus, our motto is Nymph well and Nymph loved. Saints, we're all limping in this life. Your pastor too. So please, please, please. Help your pastor limp well and not be the reason as limping needs him out of ministry. God bless, and until next time, I say limp on. <laughs>